This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in, and by name, I am your priest. Sunday sermons are always better with three points on board. Mansfield Town fans have put in the hard miles this week. 702, including a trip to Sutton United and Crawley Town yesterday. On Tuesday, the Stags came home empty-handed, but yesterday, the 184-mile trip back from Crawley to the One Course Stadium saw the Stags have three points with them and a massive, massive smile all over their face. That very much down to Nigel Clough who shuffled the pack to reveal some aces. Changing the system to a three at the back, moving Ollie Hawkins at top and reintroducing Reese Oates who continued his fine form. Mansfield Town playing with pace and flair. Didn't make it easy for the Stags fans though. Holding on at the end, seeing Crawley hit the crossbar after Tyree Sinclair missed the guilt edge chance. But on reflection, three points is three points. The Stag fans are happy and a win is on the board. Can Mansfield Town maintain that, work on that new system and go into next weekend's FA Cup trip to Doncaster with that same energy and get the same outcome? This is the Sunday Sermon, the place for you to have your say on your team. What lessons has Nigel Clough learned? What lessons have we learned? What positives and negatives do we take away from yesterday's game? Get involved and let us know right now in the comments on the live feed on the show for the fans, by the fans. Because no matter how many miles we travel, no matter how many hours we waste in service stations, Mansfield always matters, especially when we're bringing home the points. disclosure we're not live um, and it's not Sunday it is in fact Monday afternoon uh, hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast basically I just couldn't be bothered or didn't have time you choose which one's accurate there uh, to record a new introduction unfortunately due to circumstances beyond our control we couldn't be with you uh, last night to bring you the Sunday sermon uh, so we thought we'd do it on a Monday afternoon hope that you're all doing well and have had a fantastic weekend obviously because we're not live you guys can't interact with us however we are going to put this out as live so you guys can interact 
with each other. I'm sure you'll figure it out as it goes along. It's only a one-off. We'll be back to normal service in the coming weeks. Joining me, as always, to go through all things Mansfield Town, we've got Mr Nathan Edge. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You've made me feel very, very guilty there for... Uh, counselling on your last minute because it seems you have already done the, the groundwork in making an intro. I'm very sorry. <laughs> but, I did the gr- uh, To be fair, I did the groundwork to the whole show yesterday morning about sort of 9am because... Oh, you're never that again, prepared. Again, no, there's a reason for it is because next Sunday, we, we're out on Sunday night, so there probably won't be a show then. And we're out in the day as well, which means that we won't have time to put the Christmas decorations up, which means that in my room... It is now full on Christmas, um, which meant that I had to get everything done yesterday morning. So um, it's not your fault because also Cam also let us down as well because he realised Hollyoaks was on. So it's you and Cam combined. <laughs> I had a legitimate just... excuse. Yeah, you did. To be fair, you did. Is he all right? Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's just got a really, really bad cold. So he's he's not he's not very happy. He's not sleeping well at the minute because he's got that much of a blocked up nose and doesn't like his nose being wiped. If we, if we go to wipe his nose, it's like we're trying to kill him. So, you know, <laughs> it's just one of them. But he's getting better. I did warn you about having kids, but he didn't listen. Uh, one man who's been sat in that exact spot since last night because somebody forgot to send him a text <laughs> to tell him that we're on air is Clive Parkin. You all right, Clive? I'm thawing out. Thank you very much. <laughs> thawing out. Absolutely fantastic. I'm going to well, stay like this until the Doncaster game. I think you should because it's a very fetching look. I mean... A couple of onions around your shoulder on some string. You look like a Frenchman, but you, you've, you, you've... It's actually you've got... the flat cap. It's not synonymous with French people. You're thinking of a better. It's not. It's <laughs> a, Yeah, but it's close enough, isn't it? It's close anyway, enough, no? I think you need to be wrapped up to go and watch Doncaster play because Bellevue is a very drafty old ground. It is. You need to be wrapped up wherever you go, to be fair, lately. Snow yesterday, ice everywhere, horrible. And it was freezing cold in Crawley as well. Let me tell you this. When I was interviewing Farron Rawson and Nigel Clough post-match, how I managed to keep hold of my phone to do the interviews, which you'll hear later in the show, is absolutely beyond me because I was shaking so much because it was so bitterly cold. How they managed to play in that is beyond me. But what would have warmed us up in the stands, Clive, and what warmed up everybody up at home was the fact that we got three points on board. There's no better feeling than winning away from home. There isn't. There, there certainly isn't. And we did it in style, Nath, as well. We've clung on a little bit at the end, but overall, it was a, a deserved victory for Mansfield Town. I, I'm not quite sure about in style. I think in style would have been taking our chances a little bit better because, I mean, first half, we had another couple that we uh, you know, could have, could have put away. Um, and referred to in the in the intro, the officers Tyree Sinclair, which would have made that that those final few minutes a little bit nicer, wouldn't it? A little bit less uh, less twitchy. But um, yeah, the performance was 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 you know much better, and we thankfully we picked up where we left off before Sutton. So uh, you know we 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 reacted to that what we hoped was going to be a blip. Looks like it was a blip um, with a couple of players coming back, and we've uh, reacted very nicely. And that was just what we what we needed. And you look at the points points total for. You know, for the month, and it's uh, you can say it's been a very good month. And by uh, in style, Clive, what I was talking about in in particular was the way we we took the goals. Some of our build up play, Ryan Sturk got supporters man of the match um, announced early today was excellent, um, and then Ollie Hawkins's pass for the second goal was just absolutely superb, one from the top draw, and just shows what kind of a versatile player he is. Well, what was remarkable from our point of view yesterday, I'm oh, sorry, on Saturday, was that um, we both of our goals were, t- were taken by strikers and both assists were superb. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. In the, in the way we played, I think we were absolutely fantastic. I think Ryan Sturt, Clive, is starting to come into his own a little bit now, isn't he? We were a little bit doubtful when he first signed. We were sort of said, he's all right to come off the bench for 10-15 minutes, but he started the last couple of games or so, and when he has, he's looked really influential, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, don't forget, he's not had that long at the club before he got his first appearance, and he was bound to be raw. And coming into a team that was under so much pressure that we were, <clears throat> it's, it's difficult for anybody to get in and, and remain if you like, calm and balanced in, in trying to impress themselves on the game. And he was leaping about. It was, a bit, it was a bit clunky at times. But that seems to have gone now. He seems to be confident on the ball. He knows where his players are. And his distribution is so much better than it was. 
One of the biggest things, Nath, on Saturday was uh, what happened about one minute past three, just after we kicked off. And we realised that it wasn't a 4-4-2 diamond as we anticipated and that Nigel Clough had gone three at the back. You know, I actually thought it was going to be the case as well. When I when I yeah, saw the lineup, no, I'm, I'm really annoyed at myself. I didn't put it in the chat because I was I, I did honestly. I just had this feeling that that for me was going to be a a five five you know five at the back or, or three whatever you want to call it. Um, but no, I mean looking at the lineup, I was I was very pleased. I mean, obviously one seeing research back in was a was a massive boost, but obviously um, it also indicated that Hawkins were going to be moving up top, which is exactly what ourselves and, and everybody else commenting in, in midweek were saying need, needed to happen uh, after, after after Tuesday. So, um, you know, it's a very positive, uh, you know, even though we went five at the back, it was still a very, it was a positive move um, and, a, you know, attacking sort of formation. Um, and, and it certainly worked for us. So again, and, and we, we, we touched on this a bit last week, didn't we, about, um, you know, Nigel Clough changing formation a little bit. And it's been very, it's been criticised in, in, previous months uh for for sticking with something when it's not quite working but he's certainly not been afraid to mix it up recently and um i, I think you know we've got to if, you, if you're going to knock him when when he's not doing it i think you've got to give him credit now when when he is doing it and being brave so definitely a great move 100 percent, clive when i was talking about the three at the back you were visibly excited by it well we've been pleading for either a three or a four at the back anyway and i think the three makes absolute sense as long as the players that are in that three are up to the mark. And, and certainly we don't seem to have the anxiety with the players we've got now that we had a few weeks ago. But I think a 3-1, um, 3-1-2 formation is is a delight if it works. And uh, I, it, it moulds itself to being swiftly moving from defence to attack. And I think that's something that we need to do more of. But um, I, the players we were worried about early in the season, I'm thinking of Hewitt as one of them, Mm. They've all come on stream now. They're, they're doing their job. And I think, uh, you know, we've had some bad luck with the recently with the injuries to the strikers. You get that out of the way, and I think we're we starting to motor. Yeah, certainly so. Let's talk about that change in shape, Nate, that back three. Obviously, you know, at the start of last season under Graham Coughlin, we were playing with three at the back, um, and it wasn't quite working with the personnel, whatever that we had. And, you know, some of that personality is still here. I'm talking mainly about Farron Rawson, but other than that, it, it's not there. And to be honest, you know, it, it's one of those really where it was always a hesitance thing for me at playing at the back, three at the back. But thinking about it more and more, it makes more sense. You've got obviously Will Forrester, who's who's come through his injury spell. We've got Richard Narty, supposedly, uh, maybe a couple of weeks away now, according to some articles which I've noticed online as well. We've got enough defenders back there now to to change that shape. You've got wing-backs and, and full-backs who are doing well. McLaughlin's, as we've said, is, is a better sort of up the pitch, if you like, and that's what that wing-back role does for him. Elliot Hewitt seems to have a great game there as well and seems to be progressing week upon week on that right-hand side as well. So to play with three at the back with the experience of O'Toole in the centre of that and and pivotal to that, I think that's that's the key thing. I think if you take him out of the equation, it might be a different story. But if we've got him there and he's playing well, which he is, and it's working, and that's the way in which we could unlock teams, I see no reason why it, it can't continue. It'll be interesting to see whether it carries on because I very much got the impression, Nath, from Nigel Clough at the end of the game, that the change in shape was more down to the change in personnel with taking George Maris and Ollie Clark out of the side, both of which were on four yellows and dropped to avoid being suspended against Carlisle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll deal with the first bit. So obviously the, the, the change, it, it kind of also paves way for, for Cal Gordon as well. That'll suit him more mm. when he's back and, and fighting for a place. Although you would say at the moment, Hewitt, doesn't wouldn't deserve to be uh, to be taken out, but um, again, that's probably something that's going to suit him. So I think while we've got this sort of this, the three personnel back there at the moment um, in uh, Forrester, uh, O'Toole, and and Rawson, then you know obviously we've only seen it on one game, and we've only seen it against Crawley, who aren't in the best of form. So it might be a different kettle of fish when you come up with the likes of you know Forest Green and Harrogate. You know the teams that are up there, it's a you know, completely different game then, isn't it? But they, they dealt with it very well then, so it could be something going forward. Uh, but like I say, if it, it could be one of those where if one of those players comes out, 
Um, it, it may be necessary to go back to a back four in that instance. Uh, but at least we've got that option. It's good now to have more than just a diamond or just a 4 3 3. We've got you know, another completely different tool to add to our armory. Um, moving, you know, whether it was just because we were missing the likes of, of Clark and, and Marin, um, you know, potentially. So uh, I don't see any reason why we couldn't go with that again in the, in the future. I, you know, it, I, I wouldn't be upset if I saw it again, um, you know, on, on Saturday against Doncaster. Let's talk about those omissions, Clive. Um, four changes were made to the starting lineup. Ollie Clark and George Maris, probably the two biggest ones of the four. Harry Charlesley uh, just rested because Nigel Clough said he couldn't find a space for him in the system that he went with. <laughs> Jordan Bowery obviously dropped for uh, the returning research and Ollie Hawkins back up there as well. But Clark and, and Maris, you would say particularly that they are two key playmakers, but Maris has been on and off the boil. And Ollie Clark, he has his, his, one games, game. his bad games. And <laughs> sometimes changes is as good as a rest. And the players that come, came in, Clive, you know, absolutely suited that, that system and, and did nothing wrong and will have made it really, really hard, actually, for Ollie Clark and George Marish to win that shirt back. I think it's a, it demonstrates that uh, Clough was prepared to drop his captain, something we were all saying he wouldn't do. Um, and I, I applaud him for it because the guy's not in the best of form. Um, he had, he had, he's had one really good game and he was deservedly man of the match. But for the rest of the season, he's been a bit chancy, I thought. Maris, as you say, was up and down, although I like the lad. I think he's, he's, he's one for the future as well. But um, no, I can't fault his selection um, for Saturday. Uh, it worked. I mean, we scored two really lovely goals. And the goal they scored, well, you know, the guy struck it well, didn't they? I don't think the keeper could have done much about no. it. Um, but you, as you, you rightly say, they, they had another chance late in the game. Those are the things that worry me more than anything. And the way to combat that now is to stop, don't stop when you've got a couple of goals. Keep going. I think I think Clough has mentioned that in, in one of his interviews as well, mm. that uh, we need to be nasty when we're on top. And it's probably not something we've been so far. Yeah, it's a good point, that, Nathan, isn't it? Because if we can find that ruthlessness about us, then maybe we can go on and hurt teams a little bit more because the Stags did have chances on Saturday, a number of occasions where Reese Oates got in behind in the wide positions and tried to get some balls into the box and other opportunities which didn't quite come off as well. Sturk had a few which deflected behind, some good corners from Lapsley as well. If we can find that dangerous streak and you know go on and, and be in command, if we'd have been you know maybe two goals up at the break, which we probably should have been, I think the game's dead and buried against a, a team like Crawley, but you know they were fortunate enough to to come out and and give it a go and change it up. We need to have that ruthless streak, don't we? That killer instinct. Yeah, because it if you get that extra goal there, you so you that, that takes care of the to a certain extent the you know any any bad refereeing decisions like that might come along. So you you think back to to Colchester for example. Mm. So goal lead there um, you know that that penalty wouldn't have mattered um, you know we, we you could say was slightly fortuitous against Crawley that you know when you know they hit the bar and uh, they hit the post in the first half as well um, or maybe second half from a hey. I think it was more of a fluke of a cross more than any took it but, but yeah they again, hit the bar it's if you've got a couple of lead you can you can legislate or freak goals or or refereeing decisions and so on. You need to be a bit more ruthless. How many games have we won where we've won by more than one goal? And obviously we beat Scunthorpe 3-1, but uh, a lot of games have just been by that one goal. And I think if we look back on towards the end or or a little bit shaky thinking a goal could you know, could come at any point. So, um, But at the end of the day, if we keep it out, I don't care if you win the rest of the games by uh, by, by the single goal. It just, uh, But it would be nice. And we're pretty much at the when you think of where we've been in the last couple months, but if we could see games out a little bit more by putting the ball in the back of the net and getting a two-goal lead, for example, then um, yeah, that's that's the next step, isn't it, that we need to take to be more ruthless. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get more reaction from uh, Nathan and Clive momentarily. We'll get a, talk a little bit more about Nathan's name on the podcast today. Clive, you've gone for the standard name and Edwin so, so Staggs. Nathan, as always, has mixed it up uh, with Javiel Hawkins, did you fan, could you think of one for 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 Reese Oates or, or Ryan Sturk or was it just a 
you, you're so annoyed at us for ditching you yesterday that you're just going with the bog standard. Me? Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, yeah. I'm just a normal guy from Edinburgh still. I don't know what's about. <laughs> Just oh, a yeah, normal sorry, guy just... from Edwin Stowe doesn't mess about. Yeah, and and, and thank you, on, go on, Piper, go for on. joining us. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> a reference there to the previous podcast. If you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it, and you'll know exactly what all that's about. Clive's face says it all, Nathan. I won't say what, what's written across uh, Clive's face, but it's certainly something along the, the lines of Rook-Off, um, and probably what Nathan... What Nigel Clough thought, actually, Clive, when Tyree Sinclair missed that one-on-one late on, because moments later, bringing it back to actual footballing terms, we did get away with one, didn't we? We did, and I, I think um, Tyree must be getting quite nervous now because he's he's missed two or three chances that he would have been expected to put away, and I think Clough's getting a bit intolerant of him as well. Um, and if ever he wants to become a main player in the in the starting team, he's going to have to improve on that. Whether he's been given a fair crack of the whip, I couldn't possibly say. I mean, obviously, a lot of judgment where players and selection is concerned is made on the training ground. And therefore, you've got to trust the management team to look at their players and say who should be playing on based on what they see. But I'm, well, slightly, I'm slightly worried for, um, for Sinclair, I have to say. I think he should have been where he needs to be by now and he isn't. Yeah, whether that's down to game time or development, we're not quite sure, but certainly is, is one that we perhaps expected a little bit more on. Uh, overall, though, Clive, before we hear from Nigel Clough, was it a feeling of relief given the final few minutes of the game? or, or was it, it was really terrible for me because obviously, you know, I wasn't able to get to the game because of family mm. situation. But we, um, I was listening to somebody called Craig, somebody on Radio Mansfield. Never heard of him, mate. It was all right, but, it, you know, I could sense the, the, the frustration and, and the fear um, it, through the commentary. And, uh, you know, I've, I... I've had enough experience of squeaky bum time at Mansfield Town over the years. I don't like the experience. Uh, before I play some Nigel Clough, I've got to play you this uh, little clip because I think there might have been a little bit of frustration in both Nigel Clough and perhaps the commentator when this happened. Mansfield have nicked it away and Hawkins can try and clear this. He goes long direction looking for Reese Oates. It's Oates up against Tony Craig and Oates has won it to the right of the box. The keeper's backpedaling. Here's Reese Oates. Needs to get the ball out of his feet. Reese Oates will find Lapsley. Lapsley goes for Hewitt and Hewitt skews the ball over the top of the stand into the car park where my car is parked. And if my screen is smashed there'll be a bill going Elliot Hewitt's way I'm swear down there was a ball mark on it as well when I went back to the car I was not happy if that honestly I had a horrendous drive down there first one that I've done on my own all season yeah get the violins out obviously because Clive couldn't make it um it was a horrible morning we woke up to snow I think I skidded about four times on the way to the M1 which was not a nice experience and then it just traffic after traffic and then that happened and as I saw the ball go over I'm thinking I'm parked right behind there if, honestly, Elliot Hewitt would not have been a would not have been my favourite player. Telling you now. Anyway, uh, let's move it away from me and my very poor gags, and let's uh, hear more from <laughs> me. This Mansfield matters, not Craig matters, but it just so happens that I've stepped into commentary for a few games and get the luxury of doing some post match. So here is Nigel Clough not speaking to I follow Stags. He's speaking to me. 2-1 victory down here at the People's Pension Stadium after Tuesday night. Was that the response that you wanted from your players today? Yeah, definitely. We weren't too bad on Tuesday. We just didn't cause enough of a threat uh, or cause the opposition as many problems as we liked. Hence the change of personnel and formation today. There was a couple on uh, sort of four yellow cards, Ollie Clark and George Maris. If they'd have been booked today, they would have been suspended uh, for the next league game. Unfortunately, the other one we was on four yellows was Ollie Hawkins and he uh, managed to get himself booked. We thought he wouldn't get booked by going up front. <laughs> it's more likely if he was at the back, but he's, uh, he's got himself a yellow card, so I think he misses the Carlisle game. That's a massive shame for him as well, because you mentioned him. He scored the opening goal and then set the goal in the second half for Reed. So he also had the captain's armband today. What a performance from him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think there's very few players who sort of flick between centre-half and centre-forward uh, with the ease that he does uh, and gives the same effort level he doesn't sulk it doesn't bother him he just play anywhere for the team and players like that are invaluable and of course you changed the system today as well going for a three at the back what was the thinking behind that one just wanted to try something away from home our away form has been generally not good enough we haven't created enough chances scored enough goals uh, so i just thought well let's try and get two up front uh, the way that we play with the formation at Sutton, we should be dominating games more uh, with the ball, and we've not been doing that as we did at the end of last season. 
so it was a very, very difficult one. We've deliberated for three days ever since Tuesday night, uh, and it went. We didn't really completely make up our minds until about one o'clock today, because uh, it's always a risk. You know, you, you're trying a new formation. We haven't worked on it really this week, but we did it for ten minutes at the last ten minutes at Sutton, and it looked okay. We've got the centre half to be able to do it. We've got the wing backs. Uh, just meant a couple missing out. Harry Charlesley, just purely formation. He's missed out today. Nothing to do with his form. And for, in terms of performance-wise today as well, he got a little bit ropey towards the end, had to hang on, but the boys sounding good spirits in the dressing room just behind us. Yeah, um, they're going out and having a, a beer tonight, which they thoroughly deserve. We've got a clear week now. Uh, so uh, I think it's a great incentive uh, for them when you're going out after a game uh, to get the three points. Uh, makes the weekend, makes everybody's weekend. Supporters on the way, you know, a long trip back, three or four hours back up the M1. It makes everybody's weekend better. And they were in fine voice as well this afternoon. Brilliant, and it's great. They obviously scored the winner in front of them. Uh, they weren't seeing the, uh, you know, the first goal right down the mm. other end. Uh, but when the player goes clear like that and scores, uh, it's lovely for them to be that end. And of course, next week a trip to Doncaster Rovers in the FA Cup. Nice, quiet week for you this week to prepare, right? Yeah, no games. Not even you know, they're not seeing your cup last week. No under twenty-three games or anything like that. So uh, we're going to need it. You know, we've had a, a tough week. Six points out of nine, which is a very good return from the three games. Uh, we said we could have, you know, if you just offered us five points at the start of the week, beat Scunthorpe and two draws on the road, you'd have probably taken it. You're better off winning the two, uh, which is what we set out. That was the other reason we set out the formation to today. Having lost Tuesday, we wanted to get the three points. That's Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 after the game at Crawley on Saturday afternoon. A reminder, if you can't make it to Doncaster Rovers on Saturday afternoon, Mansfield 103.2 is the place to be on Sportsbeat, where you'll hear me doing full match commentary on uh, on that one. Uh, Nathan Cliver, refreshing to have a little bit more of Nigel Clough uh, on, on the pod today. We'll hear from Farron Rawson in a couple of minutes as well. But firstly, Nathan, I want to come uh, talk about two things which uh, he mentions there. Uh, the first one was how late he left it to decide to, to change the formation and Farron Rawson confirmed it as well. Um, he said that they made his mind up about one o'clock on that one. They've not worked in it all week and that was a, a huge, huge gamble actually when you think about it because if that had gone wrong, if they'd have scored within the opening two or three minutes or so, it could have been a long old afternoon. <laughs> I don't think they've been telling us if that was the case. I mean, this decision was made uh, at one o'clock. Uh, although saying that, I mean, it, I, I swear I've heard this already this season somewhere else at some point. There's and it's going to, I'm going to have to really rack my brain to try and remember it. But before a game, there was a decision made left till quite late on. Um, and I remember them saying that before, but I can't remember what it was. But uh, yeah, it's, it is a risk. It was a gamble. But, um, you know, as he, as he rightly mentioned in his interview, our waveform, you know, before before Crawley, won one game. Um, so if, if you obviously exclude uh, Sunderland in the, in the cup. Yeah. So um, we needed to do, uh, you know, brave and, and take a gamble and and actually with the additions that we have made as in with John Joe O'Toole coming in and then with a couple players coming back from injury it then actually gives you that flexibility to try and change it a little bit which we haven't had before so um you know like I said earlier you've got to give them credit when uh when they do do something brave because we we're often very easy as fans to criticize when we're not when they're not willing to change it so yeah fair play Good point made by Nathan there, Clive. Um, you know, that the away form hasn't been great and sometimes you do have to change it up. Sometimes, you know, teams do set up and have one way of playing at home and another of playing away. And if it's effective, it's effective and fans won't complain about that whatsoever if the points are on board. If that's what's been happening, yeah. I think the reason we've not won many uh, we've not taken many points away from home has been fundamentally down to the situation we've been in with regard to players. Mm. And that's forced the management team into being very, very cautious. And that's great. You can go if you can snatch a point from good defence. But we of course we went through a whole period where we're shipping daft goals. Not huge numbers of them. Nobody's thrashed us, but just enough to ruin the day. And that seems to have stopped. That's good news. In my book, it is anyway. And I'd, I'd settle for 1-0 wins for the rest of the season, but I'd rather have 7-4. You'd rather have 7 So you, you want us to concede four goals, is that what don't you're give, saying? Don't give a toss if we score seven at the other end. Well, Fair point. I don't know. I don't know whether there's logic Listen, in that or not. Listen, if we did, we'd get to be one of the first games in League 2 on uh, television. So again, you're, we, again, it's from a completely selfish point of view that you want to go to bed <laughs> earlier. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, do you know the number of times I put Mash of the Day or, or what's what's Quest on, and I actually watch it in bed. And by the time the stags appear on Quest, I've nodded off. So I think, well, I'll watch it tomorrow. And I'll put it on the following day, and then I'll that's get distracted. I've missed it again. That's what iPlay is for, isn't it, to be honest? Well, you that's can't get really. Quest on iPlay, can you? Yeah, you can uh, get it on. Yes. Is it UK TV play that they're on? They're yeah, part of Star or something. They're part of that. You have, to put a, you have to put a tape in somewhere. I mean, what, 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 <laughs> yeah, and get the hamster on his wheel, that sort oh, of thing. You know, do the wind, be... wind up. Put 50p, put 50p in the meter, Clive. You'll be fine. That'd be easier for you anyway, Clive, wouldn't it? What's that? What you used to, a bit of, you know, bit of tape, tape cassette. I've still got eight-track cartridges. Oh, there you go. Then you don't even know what they are. No, but it sounds old. So. <laughs> oh, let's move swiftly on. Uh, Javier Hawkins, talk me through that name. Yeah, I've, I actually missed the O at the end. It was supposed to be Javi Al Hawkins, though. You know, like Javi Alonso. Uh, mainly just down to his... it. Yeah. Sorry, I will You've lost your train of thought, haven't you? Oh, shocking. Um, I can, I no, can the, see the, your brain um, trying to tick over, trying to think. It, it, it was down to his assist. And uh, no, it's just becoming, it's becoming, I mean, he's been a solid player for us for a while. And, and it, to be fair, he hasn't really picked up the man of the matches and things like that. Because I don't know, other players have uh, managed to steal them from. Is that my phone? My, my phone alarm. or your phone? It's my alarm. It's, After, it's his off. afternoon nap. He's got to wake oh, up. Oh, sorry, well, well, it is, isn't it? No, listen, I'm going to the pictures later on. I need to be ready to put, have some dinner before I went out. So, uh, Fair play. We'll let you go in just a second then. We'll let you go. Yeah. Um, before we do, uh, let's have a last word from you, Clive, on uh, Ollie Hawkins. Excellent assist for the goal. Well-taken goal as well. Also captains the side. Mr. Versatile, absolutely, at the minute. Uh, just Mr. a shame. Versatile, they're going to miss the game next week. Took, you've took the line out of mind. I was just going to say, it's just a shame that he won't be able to play for us against Carlisle in, you know, a week tomorrow on Tuesday. Five suspensions, five bookings, well, five, one it, game suspension. It happens. And, it does. Uh, you know, if you're going to be busy in the game, you're going to pick up cards. And I think uh, if that's the only cumulative um, suspension he gets this season, then I'll be happy with that. We... Um, We've had to manage with, without him up front anyway, so yeah. we'll have one game against a team that's not performing particularly well without him. And hopefully with other options are, emerge between now and then. I guess he'll play at Doncaster. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very it'd be interesting to see whether he does go with the three again. I'd see no reason why not. Doncaster are a team who are you know, absolutely struggling um, in, in the league and um, it's a good opportunity for us there. We'll be backed by a lot of fans as well. So it'd be interesting to see that. It's just a shame, like we say, you know, Hawkins will be out for that uh, Carlisle game, which comes a few games after. But again, Clive, if Danny Johnson's back fit then and, and available, he could go in. Um, yeah. You know, Tyree Sinclair might get the chance that he's been waiting for in terms of starting a game. Jordan Bowery as well. Well, those are the three options, as far as I can see, to partner um, Greasy Notes. And I think what we've got uh, there is is scope. Mm. It's not the ideal because we want to stick with the two that worked well worked well on Saturday. But if you can't have that against Carlisle, then we have to work with one of the others. I personally would give Tyrese a shout. Yeah, uh, but it would more or less be like last chance saloon. I think. Yeah, it's an interesting one to have for Nigel Clough. Clive, thanks very much. We shall let you go. What film are you going to see? At last, we're going to see the James Bond movie. Now that it's down to screen six and there'll only be three people in there, it's marvellous. I mean, we can tell you what happens if you want. I know what happens. I fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> Do you want to, will you wake up for the end? Because I can tell you the end if you want. No, I shall end up watching it on uh, on DVD or Blue Jay or whatever these things are called. Blue Jay, isn't that a bloke that used to come round a pub with some DVDs or is that something else? Anyway, moving swiftly on. Uh, Clive, thanks very much. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you on Saturday at uh, Doncaster Rovers. Can't um, wait. It's going to be an sleep. absolutely great occasion. Uh, thanks very much. And whilst uh, we let you go, uh, Nate will catch up again in just a minute. But first, let's hear from Clive's favourite player at the club. Let's get some more reaction to Saturday's uh, victory trolley. As we hear from the man who made his return to centre back, it's Far End or Farrand Rawson. Far's back in the side today and a winning return as well. Yeah, amazing. Uh, couldn't have gone any better. I think uh, the lads, we uh, put out a determined battling performance and uh, we're all thrilled to bits and all buzzing to get the three points. 
And of course, uh, as well, it was a different formation for you, what you're used to as well. Rather than a two at the back, you went for a, a central three. Nigel Clough, the manager, said it was about 1pm when he decided. When did he tell you guys? <laughs> Later than that. We got told just before the game. But like I was saying, is we've got really, really good players here and uh, we've got a lot of experience where we can all just fit in and, and I think we're showing that today with the desire, the battling performance we put in in these tough conditions and it didn't go all our way obviously but we stood up, stuck our chests out and we took on the challenge. I don't, I don't think this squad is scared of taking on any challenge so now, like I said, buzzing with the result, buzzing with the three points and I put, put Tuesday night to bed and we can kick on now. How important was it for you and for John Joe and for, for Will as well to form a nice little bond early doors because obviously last couple of games we've conceded quite early. Yeah, yeah, it was a like I said, is we train every day together. Do you know what I mean? We work hard and we, we go through a lot of stuff. And like I say, it's, it's good players. Playing with good players, it makes your life a lot easier. And um, no, it, it, it was a challenge we took on today and, and, and we weren't phased at all. As you can see, we dominated first half and then obviously second half, it was always going to change a little bit with the wind and the conditions and they were going to pump it on us a little bit. So then we had to adapt to that and we, I think we did. I think we did good, yeah. What's that like to play in? Because standing here just off the pitch, it's absolutely freezing, cutting across. That must be horrible, but does the adrenaline sort of step in a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also communication, allowed to, you've got to switch on. Maybe we can't control the ball as much as we'd like because it's tough. And then, yeah, just adapt. We've just got to adapt. And I think this team showed, especially in the last five, six, seven games, that we can adapt against any opponent, any condition. And hopefully... That Spurs is on now and we can put another little run together. That'd be nice. A little bit of a team bonding night for you guys as well tonight, which the gaffer revealed to us just moments ago. Looking forward to, to that one and get that team cohesion going because after the results that we've had recently, it's really important to keep that going, isn't it? Going into a tough Christmas period. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's it's nice to have a, a little bit of a cool down time with the lads and, and, and a bit of bonding, like the gaffer said. But now we're, we're, we're enjoy tonight, enjoy the game, enjoy the three points. But I'm pretty sure next week we'll be fully focused and ready to go. Defender Farron Rawson speaking to me from Mansfield 103.2 after the game at Crawley on uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, Clive has, has, has left us, so it's just me and you now, Nath. Um, shall we reveal what happened in James Bond? Or I couldn't really care less, to be honest. So No, me neither. <laughs> when he said James Bond, I'd, I'd gone. I was, yeah. I, I, was so, I was just so wanting to ruin it for him. But anyway, um, but we thank him for joining us on, on the podcast, as always. Oh. Um Let's let's uh, briefly talk about Faz before we uh, wrap things up uh, today. Obviously, he came back in yesterday. I sort of said it to him. He's got a point. Obviously, they do train with each other every single day. But when you're changing, when you're used to playing in a competitive game in a back four, and then it gets thrown on you about you know two minutes to three that you're playing in a back three, it can take a lot of time to adapt to. And I think it's you know credit to him and the other two defenders actually that they adapted to it uh, relatively well. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it can go, like you said earlier, it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? It can go uh, either way. Um, you know, it can can go the way it did, where you know, it could, could act as when it's so soon, you when you go out on that pitch, you're extra focused because you think, right, we've got something different to work on here. And and it, it then, uh, you know, refocus your mind and you, you, you probably add an extra few percent on uh, your concentration levels to make sure you're getting this new system working correctly so you've got that side um and i think when you're coming up against a team you know no disrespect to Crawley, but they're, they're not in the best of form and uh you probably can afford it to do to, to take that gamble against uh teams like that but again if, you, if you're playing somebody like Far or harrogate you probably you probably won't get away with it that, that easy because they're going to be a better opposition to, to exploit that so the risk levels go up even further for games like that so it was probably the the right timing and the right reasonings behind it, which which all fell into place nicely, which probably gave Nigel Clough the confidence to to make that decision. So, and and thankfully it fell fell, fell nicely for us. It certainly did. Let's move our attention elsewhere. Then we'll hopefully talk about Doncaster later in the week on the uh, normal podcast when we're back up and running and we, we we're live to everybody, so everyone can get involved and have their say. But um, there's been a little bit of controversy off the pitch. This week in the Mansfield Matters ranks, hasn't there? Um, has there? Again, he's racking his brains to try and figure it out. If, if are we talking about podcast predictions? Certain podcast predictions game. Human. Yeah, we are, yes. <laughs> I mean, you're lucky. Yes. If, so if Oliver wasn't asleep downstairs right now, as I said, if I got the score right, tables will be flipping because I said it should have been a points game, and I've got 
the score bang on and the goal scorer, but no triple points. Not good. And even yeah, worse, people finding to get extra points on the board. It's just not good. Now, well, you see, there's the thing. I can't give you treble points because then it's unfair on everyone else. And, you know, I just didn't have time to sort it. So I hold my hands up for that. I've said we'll do it against Carlisle, which we will. And we'll do it at the end of the month as well. We'll do a Christmas um, quadruple. Point. We'll do something mental for, for the Boxing Day fixture. But the loophole thing. Now, Roger, who is a long-time listener, contributor, and player of the podcast predictions game, entered twice upon seeing the um, the the team lineup, didn't he? Yes, he did. So I think I'm a bit. Delayed, I have to so tell you that it's not. It's all right. No, I have to tell you that it's not the first occasion which he's done that. <gasps> However, at the back end of of it, I get the timestamps of when people have entered, and there has been a few occasions. I'm not going to throw people under the bus and name names that people have entered after 5pm when the result is in, trying to think that I won't notice. <laughs> I will notice. And those entries will not count. As won't entries, a second entry. It's one entry and that's it. Once you've entered it, you can't change prediction. I just don't know how to turn the bloody entry thing off because there's like to make it one only entry i think you might have to pay for it or something or i just haven't got the brain power capacity to do it so it is always your foot your first entry first and that is the result which will be taken as read so therefore roger unlucky your original prediction of losing 2-1 with o'toole the goal scorer is the one which is countered so can i I add another rule in there just to get it it depends whether it's more work for me no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's just I'm just I've, I've also just straight away finding a loophole there. So you're saying as for the first prediction, well, let's say it has to be done mm. before two p.m. as well, because otherwise he'll he'll now wait until the team news is out, and that, that's that's, that's giving everybody a, a, an advantage, which, uh, which and not everybody can do that because they might be at the game and stuff. So I think it has to be that's done by two p.m. No, no, no team news to help you out. We don't get that luxury as podcasters either because no. we're doing it pre pre match. So yeah, uh, we're, we're setting done. the trend. Yeah, we're uh, setting the trend, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. not having this, no, not having you... uh, any any of these loopholes. Let's close them. Do off. you know what? I've got a funny feeling. I actually did say that on the social, the first social media post that I put out about this game at the start of the season, but I just haven't followed it through. Um, I, I, but... I think you said three pm to be honest, but let's not did tell I? them that. Yeah, right. Let's, okay. Let's, well, let's... I I'm in agreement with you now, Nate, because he found the loophole because he saw the team news. Anything after one fifty nine pm because the team news is released at exactly two pm, and you can technically sneak in one fifty nine pm on the day of the game. Um, what for for a night game? Well, what was it, it? It's obviously an hour before kickoff, isn't it? So depending yeah, on the so kickoff time, it's it's bang on an hour before, so yeah. it has to be an hour one, and hour, one minute before. Yeah, one hour <laughs> one minute before kickoff is the cutoff time for getting your entries in. It's your first entry which counts. Are you happy at that? It does that alleviate the the not yes, getting triple points closed off some loopholes yes yeah that's what we needed to do uh, there is some more positive news which i don't know whether we should allow this or not actually though um, but it's going against me we've done the golden goal um throughout this month and nobody's as yet before saturday has actually got it bang on because if you get it bang on you instantly win a mug if you don't get it bang on and you like within the if you're the one of the three which is closest uh you get yourself into a draw for the end of the month to win a mug um, Roger, with his original prediction of 2-1, the 2-1 defeat, which is the one that I counted in the prediction table, actually said the 24th minute when Ollie Hawkins scored. So technically, by the rules of that game, he does instantly win a Mansfield Masters mug. However, I'm going to put it over to you, Nath, as to whether he does or not. Because I think, I think he does because it was his original prediction and yeah. that's the one which counts. Yeah, listen, I, that, that's absolutely the case. You, you, you're standing by the first one. So, Roger, I'm, I'm sure you were listening. You've, you've, you've not gained the extra points, you cheat, but you're getting the <laughs> mug. I mean... But you are getting the mug. 
That's what Nathan's saying. You know, I'll get in the mug. Uh, I think we've lost Nathan temporarily. I think he's got a little bit le- laggy there. It's I think. Terrible. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's my, uh, my internet. Hopefully I'm back. Both, yeah, that's it. We've both got Virgin Media internet, mate. I think we need to be sponsored by Sky, who will then give us both broadband for free. Anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for, um, Nate. I'm going to give you the option. You can either uh, tootle off during what I'm about to play, or you can stay for a, a minute or so reflecting on the end of it. Because for the first time, and probably the last time that we'll ever be able to do this on the podcast. This is what I wanted to do from a personal point of view when we very first started out this podcast. And that is to bring you the story of Saturday afternoon. Nathan, enjoy. Nigel Clough has certainly shuffled the pack. He's got his hands in the biscuit barrel and certainly looked for some fresh ideas this afternoon as he makes four changes to the side, which lost at Sutton in midweek. Out go Ollie Clark, George Maris, Harry Charlesley and Jordan Bowery. In come Farron Rawson, Will Forrester, George Lapsley and there's a return for Reese Oates. It will be Crawley that get us underway here. They will go from right to left. Mansfield Town go from left to right. The referee takes a look at the watch and this afternoon's Skybet League 2 action can get underway. Can Mansfield Town get three points here at the People's Pension Stadium? We're underway. O'Toole goes across to his uh, centre-half partner, Forrester, who plays the ball forward for Stirk, who's been excellent in that role so far tonight. And he sprays the ball to this right-hand side for Elliot Hewitt. It's a beautiful ball. Hewitt cuts back inside, plays the advancing Stirk back in space. Stirk clips the ball back in towards the middle. Hawkins towards goal. It's turned in and Mansfield Town have the lead. 24 minutes in, Ryan Stirk delivery into the area is met by Ollie Hawkins who taps it into the goal. Nichols again on the ball, gives it back to George Frankham. Frankham with the ball forward, it's cleared by Sturk who drops into centre-half just for a second there. Crawley have it back again and are pushing forward on the edge of the Mansfield box. There's an opportunity for a shot here from distance. They do shoot from distance and they score. Crawley are back in the game on 47 minutes. It's James Tilly who gets it. The number 14 who makes it 1-1 on 47 minutes. Mansfield didn't deal with that. That goal on 47 minutes. The absolute wonder strike from James Tilly has really taken the wins from the Mansfield Town wings. Here's Maris. Introduced moments ago, finds Ollie Hawkins on the left-hand side. Good right foot ball with the outside of his boot to Reeks Oates. Oates shoots, and Oates will put the ball into the back of the net. Reeks Oates stands, throws his arms wide in front of the Mansfield Town support, and he puts Mansfield Town back into the lead on 73 minutes. It's Reeks Oates who makes it Crawley Town 1, Mansfield Town 2. Now here's Tyree Sinclair driving forward. Sinclair inside the box with a chance to make it three. He's put it wide. That's a guilty miss from Tyreek Sinclair. Nigel Clough turns his back in absolute disgust as Tyreek Sinclair won the ball inside the box it went and he put it wide of the target. All he had to do, he had the keeper beaten, was tuck it inside the post. He puts it into the side netting and with the resulting goal kick with Nigel Clough in absolute fume mode, Crawley have the ball again and if Crawley get back into this game now with the three minutes of additional time that are remaining here well I wouldn't want to be Tyree Sinclair I wouldn't want to be in his boots it's Crawley who have the throw in line with the edge of the Stags box they've taken it short Ollie Clark trying to battle with it and win the ball back for the Stags the Stags fans loud as you like as they try and cheer their boys to victory Crawley pump the ball in towards the Stags box up towards the pyre Mansfield needs to win this Forrester gets it away not quite far enough for pyre tries to get it back in might fall for Nichols it's inside the box it's a low ball it's the middle and Nathan Bishop throws himself onto the ball and kills the danger Mansfield fans will be screaming behind that goal down that far side Sturt launched it in towards the air. Sinclair is chasing. Flag is up for offside. Crawley will probably play on here though. The referee stopped it and will allow a free kick. This is the last seconds of the action here at the People's Pension Stadium. It's in Mansfield's box. It's got to be dealt with. And the referee has blown the full-time whistle. And Mansfield Town gets three big, big points here at the People's Pension Stadium. And what a feeling it is to say these words. Crawley Town 1, Mansfield Town 2. Nice little treat for you there, Nath. He's not saying a word. I think he's frozen. I think he's gone. There we go. I was trying to get Nathan's reaction to that, but he's, uh, his stream has dropped out. So uh, we'll leave it there. Not quite the way I wanted to end this podcast, but there you go. I hope you uh, enjoyed yourself uh, with that one. I hope you uh, uh, brought back a few memories of uh, Saturday 
uh, afternoon. Uh, reminder, if you want to uh, hear more like that, uh, make sure you tune into Mansfield 103.2 on Saturday afternoon as the Stags uh, head for Doncaster Rovers uh, in the Emirates FA Cup uh, second round. Full match commentary uh, on that one uh, for you. Uh, we'll have more reaction from Nathan. We'll have more maybe from Cam, maybe from Clive later in the week uh, as well. But for now, that is pretty much all we've got time for on uh, this uh, Monday afternoon. My thanks to Nathan and Clive for taking the time out of their afternoons to join me on this one. Reflecting on Mansfield Town's 2-1 victory at Crawley on Saturday afternoon. The Stags back in action next Saturday as they head for Doncaster Rovers in the Emirates FA Cup. Sorry that we couldn't be with you live. Hope that you've had a nice little chat amongst yourselves. Keep it coming on social media because there's much, much more to come from Mansfield Matters in the coming weeks. For now, though, I've been Craig Priest. Alongside me this afternoon, Clive Parkin and Nathan Edge. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters, especially with moments like this. Hewitt cuts back inside, plays the advancing Sturt back in space. Sturt clips the ball back in towards the middle. Hawkins towards goal! It's turned in, and Mansfield Town have the lead. 24 minutes in, Ryan Sturt delivery into the area. He's met by Ollie Hawkins, who taps it into the goal. Here's Naris, finds Ollie Hawkins on the left-hand side. Good right foot ball with the outside of his boot. Tariq Oates, Oates shoots, and Oates will put the ball into the back of the net. Tariq Oates stands, throws his arms wide in front of the Mansfield Town support, and he puts Mansfield Town back into the lead. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. mtfcmatters.co.uk for more. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Mansfield have nicked it away and Hawkins can try and clear this. He goes long direction looking for Reese Oates. It's Oates up against Tony Craig and Oates has won it to the right of the box. The keeper's backpedaling. Here's Reese Oates. Needs to get the ball out of his feet. Reese Oates will find Lapsley. Lapsley goes for Hewitt and Hewitt skews the ball over the top of the stand into the car park where my car is parked. And if my windscreen is smashed, there'll be a bill going Elliot Hewitt's way. That worries me tremendously. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.